Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about ice cream, ninjas, and we have part one of our interview with Robert Peter Paul from the Art of Kindness podcast. Welcome, my friends, to the first Kindness Project of 2022. Uh, uh, it's take two to get that one right. I'm joined by a girl who um, is currently eating a cookie and a man who is obsessed with ninjas. It's Russell and Charlotte Dames. How are we doing, chaps? Not bad, uh, you we're joined by a man who keeps pinching my phone. Well, look, if biscuits are in the kitchen, they're communal, aren't they? I'm not allowed food in my bedroom. No, you're not. You're not allowed food in the bedroom. I don't want to call you domestic on the first podcast of 2022, but having food in your bedroom isn't healthy, is it? Clearly. Do you have food in your bedroom, Matt? I don't eat in the bedroom, no, but... Exactly. Why, why is it you don't eat in the bedroom? What do you mean? So you're not allowed food in the bedroom. Why? Because Charlotte has a tendency to hoard food in the bedroom. Ah. She's got like a little, like um, she's got like little um, uh, cubby holes of like food. She's removing bricks out of the wall and shoving chocolate bars. That's exactly what she's doing. She's uh, got... My bedroom doesn't have bricks. It's papers. Yeah, but she's got this piece of wallpaper she lifts yeah, up, yeah. pulls a brick out, and there's like a hole in there. Yeah, so, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like she's ever going to run out of food in this house, right? Let's be honest. No, but, there was nothing, there was nothing nice in this morning. No bagels. Oh, God. No milk. You know what I mean? When we were kids, Russ, when we were kids, I, I remember when I was a kid, right, getting told once I, I didn't finish my dinner. And yep. it was mum's mate who turned around to me and went, there are children in Ethiopia yep. starving, and why are you not eating that? We didn't eat our dinner at home. Daddy used to make us sit there until we did eat it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just moaning about food in this house. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, particularly, particularly straight after Christmas. We're, we're a podcast about kindness and gratitude. How about having some gratitude? I was just checking my biscuit for deliveries. <laughs> let me let me just clarify. Did you buy the biscuits or they were a gift for me? Then they should be yours. Why are you eating them? Exactly. I ate my Reese's. Those were a gift as well. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, fair enough. All right, maybe I should eat the biscuits. They are nice, though. How was your, so you were saying, Russ, that you've got loads of ninjas for Christmas. Yeah, where, you, where are you keeping your ninjas? I've got my ninja ice cream maker for Christmas. Ninja you've got a man. You've got a man, that, you've got a man who makes ice cream. You've got a ninja who makes ice I cream. I did. I really do. So... I had a compressor ice cream machine that freezes it as it makes it. Right. But it's a big old thing, so I wanted something a bit smaller anyway. I see the Ninja one come up, so I thought I'd have that. Only 200 notes. Uh, so did you buy it for yourself? Yeah. Uh, no. Does that count as a present or not? Well, it's a present to myself. <laughs> I don't... Be good to yourself, Russ. Why not? I'd had a good year. I made plenty of money, so I decided to buy myself. It's rolling in it. I'm not rolling. I'm doing well. I mean, you know what, right? Um, If you're going to buy anything when you're rolling in it, 
buy a bunch of ninjas. I mean, yeah. I would. I'd just buy having a bunch of ninjas hey, just you around that you beg and You go travelling in Europe, I'll buy ninjas. Exactly, exactly. What I'd like to do is go travelling in Europe with ninjas. That'd be, that'd oh, be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? That would be quite cool. If the, if the European train trip began on later in the year was um, oh, God, accompanied by ninjas, that would be amazing. They, pay, they can pay their own fight fair, though. I'm not paying for ninjas. It's for right? your own protection, or... What? The, the like taking the ninjas? Or... To, to protect me from Charlotte, I think. Yeah. When she, like... Then you're stealing all her presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that I've, 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 I'm paying for a trade trip might allow me to uh, have one biscuit, eh? What do you reckon? <laughs> As a no. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, what? Um, let's talk about ice cream for a minute. What ice cream have you made with your ninja? Well, let me tell you. Are excited about his ice cream? Let me tell you, I've, I've got a nurse that comes in full nightly. So, I need your nurse, really? Hold on, hold on. She's a vegan. Is, is, is the nurse a ninja? No. Can you get a ninja nurse? Because that'd be even better. No, uh, I don't think they do them, but she's a vegan. Do they? I've been making ninja nurse. <laughs> so, she's a vegan nurse. So I've made some vegan fresh oh. cream. All right. So I made mint, uh, peppermint and peppermint chocolate chip. Right. Oh, that would be You have to make the vegan stuff with coconut milk. Okay. So, yeah, I made that and I made her a vanilla chocolate chip. Nice. And... Uh, there, I mean, what's the flavour like, the vegan stuff with the coconut milk? Because I, I like coconut milk. I didn't, I didn't try it, so... The only thing about coconut milk, when when I've had it with like coffee or you know, used it in other stuff, is it is when it is thin, isn't it? It's thin compared it, to it the. It came out quite creamy, so okay. it looked quite creamy. So hopefully, touch wood, it was all right. Cool. And uh, other than that, I've made uh, brownie ice cream with brownie. Brandy bits. ice cream. Yeah, brandy. with brandy bits. Oh, brandy. <laughs> Could you um, make a brandy ice cream? Rocky Road ice cream. Okay. <laughs> so we've tried a few in the recipe book. Have you made any alcohol ice creams yet? I haven't. Uh, oh, Bailey's ice cream uh, would be amazing, wouldn't it? You have to make you an espresso martini. Oh, yes. Rass, 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 rass. I'm getting excited now. I'm getting excited. Could you do me an espresso martini ice cream? I don't, I don't. I couldn't send you ice cream, could I? Because... Yeah, melt before it got there. I'd come and get it. I'd, sure. I'd, bolt, I'd come down okay. there with a cold box. Oddly enough, I'm I'm down on the 28th, so I might bring you a tub of espresso martini ice cream. Amazing, we're doing that. If Loving that. What, what ice cream flavour would you like Russell to make you? Vanilla. Vanilla? What's a waste? Oh, and I'll make you any, a vanilla. He can do any ice cream Thanks in the world. Us. You can do any ice cream in the world and you're going for a vanilla. Yeah, it does, it does loads of stuff. Sorbets, it does. With a sorbet? I'm good, though. Can I have a ninja ice cream? <laughs> no. Can't put ninja ice cream. Can I have a vegan? Vegan? <laughs> the vegan. What's the vegan? Uh, can I have a... Oh, Russ is frozen. Is he still there? <laughs> I'll be, uh... Russ? 
You froze. There was a breakdown in communication there. You froze mid-eyebrow scratch. I did. I don't know what happened there. It looked like you were just like having a really intense moment. <laughs> anyway, welcome, guys. Listen, unofficial question in the podcast. What ice cream flavour would you like Russ to make you? It will send it anywhere in the world. Um, uh, uh, we've got... Listeners all over the shop. We will send it anywhere in the world. Um, as Don't tell you... me that's free shipping, isn't it? I know you, they've got to pay for their, for their own shipping, but you know if there's a niche ice cream flavour, that should have been the question of the podcast, shouldn't it? We can do it next week. But the uh, the niche ice cream flavour you'd like from Russ would be or, amazing. Or what is the most awkward? Uh, Position you ever frozen on in a Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, what an eyebrow scratch. That'd be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, glad I didn't freeze when I come in topless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Russ or, or, or Russ. Have you seen in Kento yet? No. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, oh it's amazing. We're, we're a bit obsessed now. It's a new Disney film uh, by with, with the music. Disney, we're not sponsored, but if you want to come knocking rappy. Um uh we don't talk about Disney no oh, unless they give the dollars oh, oh. No, it's it's actually it's an amazing Disney film. Uh Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda does the I've seen it advertised. Yeah, it, it's oh. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So um yeah, give give, I'm, give that a go. I'm waiting for each uh, other one, the the uh, the one about the immigrants to come in on. the heights in the heights. Yeah, we've oh, seen it. Was so... it out of the pictures ages ago. No, I'm waiting for it to come on the telly. I don't go to pictures. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It is very, very, very no. good. But the soundtrack is available on Spotify. Um, other we're not Spotify. Spotify. Uh, we're not Spotify. Spotify. But if if we're Spotify, not sponsored, you, you want you want to come knock in, we'll uh, we'll have a, we'll have a chat. Um, but yeah, we we absolutely love a bit. But the the musical, you you can tell when Lin Manuel Miranda's doing the music because it sounds like Lin Manuel. Miranda it's just brilliant so anyway on that note let's talk about the oh apparently i had sneak some c um oh, on that stuff. on that note was it is that a ninja product or not no no uh, you know sorry uh just out of interest ninja are they are they, are they come back in ninja, ninja don't make taste Ninja don't make tea, but they do make products that you quite actively use. They have have got a coffee machine. I can't lay my hands on for love nor money. Oh, you know what I've got, Russ? I've tried to buy it. Bean, bean, coffee, coffee bean grinder. Bean to cup. Bean to cup. I mean, I'm drinking bean to cup at the minute. It's very good. Anyway, (laughs) official question of the podcast, which should have been, uh, what ice cream would you like to rush to make and send to you? It's about to Martini's what, what, what ice cream would you like Russ to rush to <laughs> Russ, Russ, you want to rush to have some ice cream? Are you rustling up? That's, that is the name of your ice cream brand. Rustle up. Rustling up. Rustling up catering, you should call your, your business. It's just... Would, like, uh, would, you, would you invest... Because I need an ice cream, Ben. Sorry, I'm broke. Uh, would I invest? Give me your pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to... I'm out. <laughs> so you took too long. You took too long. You're fired. 
right, give me a pitch. Give me a pitch. Go. No pitches. All right, okay, I'm out. Um, right, uh, anyway, the official question of the podcast. Yeah, you blew your chance there, Russ. Yeah. The <laughs> official question of the podcast is. Uh, what's your favourite family tradition? What family <laughs> traditions do you absolutely love in your family? We've just had Christmas and New Year. Uh, a lot of the family traditions are around uh, festive times. And you can answer that question in the podcast. We'll talk a bit more about family traditions uh, next week. But you can answer the question in the podcast using the following uh, electronic ways of communication. On Facebook, where the kindness project if you search up in the search bar it should come up if you go on twitter we're at ola kindness if you go on to myspace why are you looking on myspace uh, if you want the website it's www.thekindnessproject.co.uk the email is ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk the instagram is ola, ola kindness i think but we don't really use it that much so i guess giving the instagram is kind of pointless I just the only reason I mentioned it is because I was scrolling through my feed today and one of the posts popped up. I was like, oh, is it? I mean, I don't, I don't check Instagram on the podcast, right? Oh. Yeah, you don't check any of them on the podcast. <laughs> True, you do, you do. You're the man, Russ. Uh, but you might get too busy with your catering business now, Russ. Yeah, right. Catering. So uh, yeah, I better be careful with that. Um, how much money do you need for Russ what catering? By the way, I don't. He's not doing it. He's doing oh. it. I don't. And on that note, let's move on with the podcast let's up and, some, and, talk, some and talk about some kindness news. We're going to have to get Russell a t-shirt now that just says Russell Up. Yes, we need a logo yeah. design for Russell Up Catering, <laughs> Russell Up Ice Cream. And on that note, I'm going to... potato, you promise me. Sorry? I'm still waiting for the potato, you promise me. <laughs> Well, um, are we going to send my potato? You can get it when you come up. Yeah, we'll get you a potato when you come up. As long as you do me a potato ice cream. Weirdly, when when we went to the Hay Literary Festival a few years ago, I had a brown bread ice cream that was weird, but I'm glad I had it. All I'd have to do for for potato ice cream is pop down Iceland and get a bag of that frozen mash. (laughs) Mash ice cream. Oh, God. Anyway, let's talk about kindness news. Uh, and our first news article today is about a donkey and is possibly my favourite headline of the year. Wonky donkey gets prosthetic leg for Christmas. Um, a wonky donkey born with a leg much weaker than its others is walking more comf- comfortably after being given a prosthetic leg, a firm has said. Tommy had always struggled to walk. As a result, his back and shoulder had been, become damaged. Ringwood-based prosthetics company Dorset Orthopedic made the animal an artificial leg, which is fitted to his weaker right front leg every morning. An osteopath working with Tommy said he'd been amazed by his progress. Matt Hughes, managing director of Dorset Orthopedic, said Tommy was hobbling around before he was fitted with a prosthetic about a week ago. His walking looked very laboured because of his leg, although it was there that was there was not in a normal position and he was standing walking around he was really drooping on his right hand side and twisting his spine he's also being helped by an osteopath and a farrier to become as balanced and as level as possible now farriers are the guys who make horseshoes aren't they 
Do you know, know. yeah, Russ, Russ is not him. I know what an osteopath is. Well, osteopath Tony Nevin said he'd been amazed by some of his fantastic progress. Normally healthy donkeys put 60% of their body weight through their legs. Tommy was nearly putting all of that 60% through the left healthy front leg, and that leg was going to fail. So the fact that they've um, put this sort of right leg, uh, this, this fake right leg, this um, has really supported him making sure that he could continue to walk. He said it was essential that Tommy was helping spread his weight more evenly. It was either that or he wouldn't be able to move. And I love the fact that um, I love the fact that we're uh, in a position where we can do amazing stuff with respects now so that people can and animals what was, can what live was that? What was that? Um, prosthetics prosthetics yeah prosthetics prosthetics what did i say prosthetics you said prophetics <laughs> it was prophetic um uh the next article we've got is Heartwarming annual pen pal relationship with Santa began with a gift uh, when she got a gift for him from Burning Man. Um, this blog, uh, this is from just by the way, one of the uh, websites we use for They're our articles sponsored. is the Good News Network. Um, other good news websites are available, but this one is particularly good. Um, and this is a story uh, uh, written by uh, the uh, one of the readers, Roxanne Burstow, um, and just is a, an article that talks about kindness and positivity. Back in 2017, I met with Santa's doppelganger at the Burning Man event, which used to take place every September pre-COVID. He was giving out gifts from his large sack at the impromptu jazz cafe with a lovely chat, but did not exchange contact details. The next year, I bumped into the same man again at Burning Man. We recognised each other and he gave me a new gift. Out of the blue, he then brought out a saxophone and went up to the stage to play Santa Claus is Coming to Town with the band. This time I got his email address and waited several months until the night of Christmas Eve to write him, telling Santa what Christmas meant to me and how special his act of spreading joy was. He responded to Santa on Christmas Day and this has been the start of a yearly tradition of letters exchange. The next year, I surprised him prancing into the jazz cafe along with 13 of my friends dressed as reindeers. We came bearing gifts so that Santa would finally be the one receiving presents. In the last two years, we have not... What are you doing that for? In the last two years, we've not been able to meet during the pandemic, but the letter tradition has lived on. Our letters have been filled with nostalgia for better days, and their themes have follow the changing times. For instance, in 2020, Santa said he was working remotely and his Christmas factory started producing hand sanitizer because the pandemic required him to wipe down the sleigh between houses it's dropping mm. off gifts. While the elves did not receive Christmas bonuses, Santa made sure there were no layoffs. While working from home, Santa was on the COVID-19 diet and worried he may not fit through ch chimneys. Meanwhile, I... Uh, lamented the lack of children stroking his fur, um, uh, as Rudolph lamented the lack of children stroking his fur, and wondered whether the light on my nose would be hidden behind a mask while making deliveries. Now that my nieces are old enough to write, they've joined in the letter tradition, expressing their own COVID-19-related concerns. It is these forays into imaginary wells worlds that allow us to go through collective hardships and these light-hearted conversations and traditions are all the more meaningful in our socially isolated times you know what i love about that it's it's that art of just making human connection isn't it you know i really really like that though i emerge though i engage in a nomadic lifestyle i'm 
I'm generally based in Barcelona, Spain. I'm hoping to reunite with Sandra in 2022. It's brought me so much joy to have a special pen pal over the years. Um, and on the uh, on the article, it gives examples of some of the letters. So give that a read. Um, definitely worth taking a look at. Um, and certainly one of those things where you know we've tried to maintain a human connection over the past couple of years. Um, just by doing what we can. And I, I love the example of doing that. So well done, uh, that lady, for maintaining that connection and making that guy's day. I really love it. On that note, let's get to our interview this week. Oh, now, who we uh, well, our, our interview was one you got involved with because um, it was um, our friend... Robert Peterpool. Now, Robert Peterpool has not only got an amazing name because he's got three first <laughs> names in one. Um, he he's got his own podcast. He's from the Art of Kindness podcast. He's a uh, lovely guy. Uh, certainly does loads of interviews for people uh, with people who are you know actors, musicians, artists, um, and he's part of the. Uh, Broad, Broadway Podcast Network, mm-hmm. so it's based uh, over in uh, over on the east coast of uh, America. Uh, check out Robert's uh, podcast, but let's uh, take a look at the first part of the interview. Hi, Robert. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. Well, great to talk to you. And can I just say, I'm excited because you're the only person I think I've ever met who's got three first names in their title. <laughs> I mean, that is amazing. Well, listen, plus my middle name, so there's ah, four. What's your middle name? My middle name is Francis. Ah, Robert four. Francis Peter Paul. Yeah. Have you ever thought of rounding it off to five and just adding Steve at the end? You know, I did, I, I did get a confirmation name, so, you know, there might technically be five. Robert Francis exactly. Thomas Peter Paul, which, you know, you got to say the whole thing. A lot of people only greet me by saying my full name. <laughs> yeah, where where is Peter Paul from? Where, where like, is that from, like, sort of... Because it's quite an unusual like sort of name. I've not heard it before. Yeah, it's actually from Italy. So it was Pietro Paolo. And then when my very, you know, long brack relatives came through Ellis Island, they Americanized it. Sure. And as America tends to do, they, you know, they, they boiled it down a little bit. And so now it's just yeah. Peter Paul. <laughs> yeah. So so you're if you've got your Italian relatives have got, you know, have got this Frankly, we're attractive sounding name. I mean, I like yeah, the Italian. You're version. not wrong. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, so, it's kind of strange because my brother, when he was little, he was in a camp, and one of his right. camp counselors was, you know, a young girl, maybe in high school, and my brother was, I don't know, ten, pretty young. He had a crush on her. He was like, "You're my favorite counselor." He would come home, he would talk about her, and you know, my parents would ask questions. It turns out her name. Well, I won't say her full name, but her last name was Pietro Paolo. And right. my dad was thinking to himself, oh, wow, that could be one of Very our relatives. Related. It turns out we are. <laughs> it was like a distant relative. <laughs> yeah, Pietro. And, and your brother yeah. didn't pick up the similarity, no? No, that's how we found out. Our our true last name was Pietro Paolo. Gotcha, gotcha. What a no, way to that, find out, yeah. No, that, that, is a good, that is a good way to find out. <laughs> and how long, so did your mum and dad come over, or was it? sort of further back than that i believe it was my grandparents yeah uh parents grandparents so like maybe two generations after my grandparents yeah okay great i think yeah 
great. And, that's and that's great. an easier way to put it, right? Great, great. I, I said great, great listening, listening to Robert, but I've realized I've just muddied the walls by using the word great. No, I think um, it's awesome. I said it in such a weird way. I was like, my grandma and two grandmas back. You're like, yeah, that's, that's actually your great That's great, great grandparents, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Is it great, great? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great, great. Um, and and how, how much of your, you know, how, how much of the Italian traditions do you still maintain in your family? Do you, do you still feel the connection or not? Well, it's interesting you ask this time of year because Christmas Eve is a huge thing in our family and it's a really big thing in the Italian culture. So we do the seven fishes. That's our big Italian tradition where you have seven different fishes on Christmas Eve dinner. So if you don't like fish, kind of out of luck. And that's, I would say, our biggest thing. So what are the seven fishes then? I, I don't know if there are seven specific fishes you're supposed to have, but we just make sure we have seven fishes at the dinner table, it can be gotcha. a pasta, fried shrimp, whatever it is. A seafood Amazing. salad is a way to cheat because you can have, you know, five in there alone. And yeah, that that's a fun way. But growing up, you Seven know, fishes—that's a great tradition. Y- yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, I, I'm just the problem is now, Robert. I'm just thinking about what fishes you could have, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going all the way from like wow all the way down to goldfish and thinking about what ones I'd want to include. Probably more in the middle, like haddock and tuna. I was was thinking of that conversation we had about the bird and the bird and the bird and the bird. Yeah. Fish. Well, one of the, and I don't know whether they have this in America, but uh, one of the the traditions that's been more popular over probably the last 10 years in the UK recently, do you have a bird in a bird in a bird in a bird? Have you ever had that? Like a what do they call it? Um, you might have a like a, roast a turducken, pheasant. a turducken, like a turkey with a yes, with yes, a chicken. That, I think that's but the part like we've three got. times over. So yeah, I don't think we've gotten to the three in... yet. And we had a conversation. I think it might have been. Uh, I don't know. Raz will tell us what episode it is, but it might have been. Uh, of, could they do a fish and a fish and a fish and a fish in a similar sort of concept? And seven fishes might be a. A bit of a challenge, right? I can start like really small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it have to be the full thing? Because if you do sort of like a fish stuffing and put it in a little fish and then put that little fish in a bigger fish, you know, it's kind of that. Good Those little work. like babushka things with the where you open it up and there's more little people. Yeah, the, the little Russian dolls. Yeah, yes, the Russian them. doll. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, the, this is the thing as well, isn't it? Babushka's a better name, you know. Like Russian doll is just like sort of just what it is. Listen, I have weird stuff. terms. I don't even know if it's an American thing. I just say weird words, so no, no, don't no, no, count no, on no. me. We do exactly. Yeah, we don't worry. We 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 we've, we've got plenty as well. So. <laughs> Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Can let's start by just telling us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I've been loving listening to your show, so I'm really excited to be here and hear you guys talking live is really cool. Does uh, it make I... more sense in the podcast, Robert? Probably not, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I won't comment on that. No, it, it's, always... <laughs> it's awesome. It's always a good time and, and very positive, which is what I'm about to. So I recently started my own podcast, The Art of Kindness. We're very similar in, in that way. I'm an actor, writer, producer, all around just kind of creative, strange person. I grew up here in New Jersey in the United States, and now I'm in Connecticut, but along the way I've, you know, I've acted on stages and screens and 
done various things within the arts community. One of my day jobs has always been writing entertainment news. Actually, you guys might know this, but I think it has a different reputation over in the UK, which we don't have to get into. But one of the websites I used to be an editor for was Ola and Hello. So like Hello okay. Magazine. Okay. Uh, it was much more positive in the US, and I think over there it's more of a tabloid, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a gossip. Right. Yes, yeah. Right. So we, we never did any. Mag. It's actually not a bad magazine, is it? Okay. Right. It's more gossip focused. It's interesting, though. They have a very strong, I don't know how much I can say, but a strong connection with the royal family. So if it's still tabloid, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they're just trying to get yeah. ahead of it. But yeah, I think, well, you know, you know what's, what, you know what's interesting, I think. And, and again, you can probably give, give us more of an insight. But my personal perspective on, on the royal family is actually people in other countries are far more interested in the royal family than people who live in the UK. Uh-huh. You know, but for, I mean, again, this is a personal perspective, but the royal family are great. They, you know, they do a great job. They attract attention and tourism and stuff like that. And actually giving, you know, some of our taxes to them is, is all good. I'm quite happy that they, that they exist, but they don't have a massive impact. I don't, I don't, hmm. I don't think about the royal family, a lot. Yeah. I probably think about the royal family twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> so today's the first time. That, that's a really specific <laughs> definition. You know, now often, every six months, she thinks of the royal family. On a Tuesday at 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm stenciled in. Last time I thought about them was October the 12th. Um, uh, but, no, but, I was busy October 12th. It wasn't. Oh, right. oh yeah. October 13th. That's um, a busy but, day. But, but the weird the weird thing about it is that element where you go, oh, Americans, like, it's part of your perception of the UK that the royal family is a big thing, do you think? Yeah, yeah, it might be that mystique, you know, because we don't yeah. live there and they're sort of, for better or worse, the representation of you guys yeah. that we see. Yeah, yeah. And we all have that fascination with celebrities and public figures, so they're people that we love to follow. And I think because they still maintain this intense tradition that yeah. a lot of yeah, yeah. you know monarchs you know still do but it's it's just so interesting to follow them in that right so i used to love writing about them i mean i had a ton of fun doing that research and seeing what the queen was up to and those stories always did really well but what i was always dismayed to see is that we used to have this um this analytics checker where you could see which headline people would click it's yeah. called a b testing I don't yeah, know if you've yeah. heard mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, so we could put in one headline and then another headline and see which one did better, basically. And a yeah. lot of the times, those really salacious negative headlines would do better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people would change it to that. And I'm thinking, I don't want my headline to be that way. Yeah. But on the I, opposite end... Oh, sorry. I mean, that that's the challenge, isn't it? When you want to, you know... Uh, and, and I'm probably guilty of this. You click on negative stuff... Yeah, because it does make you curious, even though actually, for your mental health, it's probably not the best article to read, right? No, it's just definitely not. It's really interesting. I think I no. actually, I think I actually looked into that. Like, the more negative news you read, the more likely you are to, going to say it right the first time, catastrophize. There we go. I like Mm -hmm. blow things out of proportion. So it's like reading the negative news headlines, although they're more popular, is actually Mm. really bad for our mental health. And then then it'd be interesting to get your perspective on this, Robert. But the the challenge, part of the challenge is that actually doesn't reflect a realistic worldview because because there's a really good book um, that I read a couple of weeks ago called Humankind Mm -hmm. that talks about actually most people are generally good and Mm. society 
reflects that, um, yeah. but news doesn't, does it? I'm going to have to read that. Well, yeah, on the opposite you. end, the, the stories that also do really well, it's like either end of the spectrum are, yeah. you know, so-and-so gave birth to a healthy baby. See the first photo. This person just had a lavish wedding. So people do like to see that stuff too. And yeah. that was one of the reasons, and I'm sure you guys might have a similar, maybe not so similar, but origin for starting the podcast is that I wanted to put something out there that was focused on entertainment, but it was positive. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That that was our inspiration. I, I was I was uh, so sick of seeing negative news. I wanted to put something positive out there, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been a, it's been an interesting interesting journey. So talk to me a little bit about the podcast. How uh, you know you started it? How's it going? And what's the future look like for you? Sure. And you know, I might be going down some tangents and rabbit holes, but I know you guys will follow me. So I, yeah. that was kind of the reason why I started the podcast uh, was to put something positive out into the world. And this was deep in the pandemic. Sorry, Robert, just just one point. What makes yeah. you think we're going to go down tangents and rabbit ho holes? You know, we were yeah, rabbit holes. That's not the right word. Oh, wow. That, that's um, a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exit Zoom, exit Zoom. I mean, clear, clear. I mean, Robert knows that we have a tangent because he's been listening to the podcast. He, know, he knows that we you know, try, try to focus on one particular subject. No. He's just not our bag, is it? Mm. Um, so tell us about the podcast. <laughs> Listen, I put a GPS uh, address in my car and then I end up on all these different back roads that's my metaphor for the way i talk so on my podcast i'm always going down these tangents that's why i need the question guy to look at to keep me on yeah. track but yeah this was deep in the pandemic when we were first all locked down i i feel like news was more negative than ever because mm. we had that initial wave you know I, I think you did probably ahead of us you were a bit a ahead of us in experiencing the pandemic over in the UK, but there was that initial wave of we're all in this together and it's awesome and we love each other. And then it just plummeted down and it was every right. day, the death toll. And then this person's getting canceled and this is happening and the pandemic's going to get worse. So it was just, you know, we all, I think, developed some level of depression. It was like you're saying, our, our brains were being trained to, to think a little bit more negatively. And I was trying to think how I could help. And I was debating leaving as we were just talking about hello and hola. I finally did. And then in the middle of the night, I just woke up and I thought, the art of kindness, that's a cool name. And I could just do celebrity interviews because I love doing that. And we could focus on kindness in the arts because there are so many people in the arts that are using their platform and creativity do to good give back stuff. Yeah, make yeah. the world a better place. So it literally just... I don't know about you guys, but my ideas come to me in the middle of the night. They'll wake me up. And so I have to keep a notebook next to my bed. Because if I don't, I'll wake up the next day and think, that was a great movie idea. Why didn't I write that down? <laughs> Honestly, and it, it, sometimes they're just gibberish and they don't even make any sense at all. But that was one that came to me in, uh, in the middle of the night. So, yeah, I, I had no idea how to start a podcast. I think a lot of us podcasters, you know, yeah. the first thing is you Google, how do I start a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I had a few friends that, that have done them, so I picked their brain, and then I just kind of dove in. And don't you feel like you, you just learn as you go when you're making a podcast? Definitely. I mean, when we first started, I was, I, you know, I was, I was an avid podcast listener, but I didn't know, didn't have the first idea about how to how to do it. Um, and yeah. to be to be fair, uh, Robert, we've got uh, an amazing producer, producer Russ, who does a lot of the work in terms of getting it edited uh getting it getting it out there and doing all, all of that sort of stuff so we're that's awesome effectively we just turn up now and, and have a chat yeah 
don't we? Which is which is which is great. Oh, but in the so early nice. days, it was just getting our heads around. You know, how do we how do we do this, and how, how do we how do we get it out? Um, and what what inspired you? I, I suppose the the big the big question for me is that element of you know artists using their platform for kindness. Do you think art uh, gives you a unique perspective on kindness particularly actors and writers and musicians do you think that informs people's worldviews? i do yeah and i'll answer in a very circuitous way that's my word of the day oh, i love it have you you've got one of those words of the day calendars haven't you is that it's circuitous uh, no. come up <laughs> i do i do get i do get emails i do get emails i know i i just love that word because I, well, i'm it, such a, you know, a word nerd do. sign up to the word of the day email and just like try and, <laughs> try and slip it into conversation the problem is nobody else would know would they do you know what i mean it'd be no. like me just going yeah that's perplexing and and, and just being personally yeah. satisfied but just <laughs> that's, that's what it's all know. about just like personal satisfaction and if you can confuse a few people along the way ultimate goal if, achieved if you can perplex a few yes people yes you can have a little, little giggle yeah <laughs> i love people seeing people's faces confused it's just i mean really what funny. is what is the i mean mm. as, as you know robert because you I, because you because uh, you listen to the podcast, but we ask the question of our listeners every week, and we get loads of amazing answers. But what's your like favourite word at the minute? What's the one that you? I don't know. You've asked me a very perplexing question. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the word's going to be perplexing. Um, How about you, Robert? What's your what's your favourite word? Well, that's uh, why uh, I slipped in the word circuitous. I know I know you guys love words too. Yeah, we and do. I think it just fits my my vibe. But maybe we could do this on both of our podcasts. We could just pick a word. And then have listeners listen for the word, and when it pops in, right. the word will say. Collaboration. We love that. We love that. We're doing that. You will get yes. an email after listening. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we're 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 doing word that. Word randomization. We're doing right. that on the podcast. Charlotte Charlotte's googling it as we speak. Okay, cool. So, so right, talk talk to me about a unique perspective you think artists have got. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. So you know. I, on my show, one of the first questions I ask people is, what does kindness mean to you? And I've been getting so many different answers, but at the root of it, I think is love. You know, kindness is love. And I think art is love because if you're an artist and you're one of the lucky few, you know, actors, for instance, in my union, SAG-AFTRA, there are 2% of people, 2% of the, of the pool of actors are actually working. So if you're one of the lucky few that gets to work and make art and put it out there, it's usually because you're very passionate and you have a unique perspective. And so I think that is boiled down to love as well. Um, I've always felt the arts give so, so much back to people and they not only reflect society, but sometimes project the future and, and can help guide things. And, you know, when we were in the pandemic, the first thing I saw on my television were all these international concerts with famous singers and, and celebrities lending their hand and their, um, their personality. So I, I think that's why I, I wanted to have them talk about kindness because they're going to be the biggest draw. And while I want to start integrating my friends that are aspiring artists onto the show, I love that these people can come in, they have sort of a built-in audience, and they're going to get listeners to tune in and actually think about kindness and the tips that we're giving. I think you're right. I think when you've got a platform that you can use for virtually anything, choosing to use it for positivity and kindness is an incredible choice, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of people can choose it to be self-serving. And we talk a lot yeah. about, about this on the show 
which is the difference between being kind and being nice. And so people can appear to be nice, so they just progress their career. But I really love the artists that tend to, I don't know if they have a plan, but they tend to build their whole career around a certain issue. Image. You know, like Bono, he started Red, which is, I, I yeah. think they're doing another concert right now, just to name a random person. And yeah, I, I think it's really special when you choose to dedicate, you know, they talk about po toxic positivity, but when you choose to focus on the positivity especially in the entertainment industry where we are, like I said, seeing so many people being canceled right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, I don't know, the only way, and as you guys have these kind conversations too, the only way to move forward and try and make it better is by talking about it. And a lot of yeah. platforms yeah, don't talk about it. They'll sit down yeah. with these artists and they'll say, Oh, so we're, did you actually date someone? Oh, we got a dog cameo. There's, hey. a, dog. There's a dog. Thanks to us to get involved in the podcast. I love this. We, I tell you what, we, the, the, well, <laughs> the, 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 our dog is an amazing dog. I've just got to tell you about our dog. What kind Thanks of dog? dog. Um, okay, so, um, he's part Cocker Spaniel, but we, Dexter. <laughs> He's part Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> what if I could Cocker guess by the bark? By the bark, I'm like, ooh, that is it. He's Cocker part Cocker Spaniel, but the other part we don't actually know because his mom was pregnant when they found her, um, yeah. and she was a stray, so we don't know who his dad is. Yeah. yeah. Um, All we know is he was probably noisy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so it's like so a mystery yeah, he, box. He, he is he is a amazing dog, but he's the most protective dog in the world. You know, because mm. so if, if he if somebody approaches you know, us while we're walking in the park or or at the house, he's yeah, he, he, he's a barker. He's a barker. Wow. So apologies for that. So that was the first part of the interview. Next week we've got more from Robert. Uh, I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on that note, um, let's talk about um, the end of the show. So what do you normally do? It's the end of another podcast. Um, and the end's never really the end, because the end is always the element of the podcast where we answer last week's question of the podcast. And on that note, uh, we the last week we had a... I say the last week, but it was probably before Christmas now, wasn't it? Four weeks ago. It was four weeks ago we asked, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And you did not disappoint a point with your uh, answers. And we had a bug. So Don Kirk said, wow, that's hard to pick just one. Steve Thompson said, don't eat yellow snow. Always a good one. Uh, Rose Elliott said, it's important to no. be, uh, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Francis Bar Barrett said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Uh, uh, Richard Earl said, always be independent. Victoria Ellis said, I'm here with my friends and we've all come up with our own one. Amy said, you need to move around to move up. Chloe said, your parents aren't always right, but they will always love you. Jess said, you do you. And Vic's one is, everything happens for a week reason just ride the wave i like all of them um john cook said that life is a bell curve whatever things are going well or badly uh always be aware that it will pass you've set him off <laughs> so 
What do you mean you've set them up? <laughs> These two shall pass, yeah. Toby Atkinson said, get a mentor. ENL said, don't buy a pub. I ignored it. Cost me a small fortune. Karina Murray said, um, uh, make decisions about people you spend time with uh, and make sure that they add value to your to, to your life. Uh, Alma Khan said, save more. Steve Chilton said, always be yourself. Don't try and be someone you're not to please others. Uh, Rachel Meek said, be concerned but never worry. Joshua Cartwright said, if something is important to your wife, then it should be important to you, even if it isn't advice I should probably take. Brian Hill said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Aisha uh, said, treat others the way you want to be treated and there are no free lunches. Kevin Arl said, always look people in the eyes to see if you feel they're honest. And Sarah Steele said, admit your mistake. So loads of amazing advice there. Thank you for everybody for writing in and sharing your insights. Um, that is uh, the first um, podcast of 2022. I'll get the year right. Have a lovely week and we'll see you next time on the podcast.